Welcome to Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast. I'm your host, Alina Kanner. I'm a certified athletic trainer and a postural restoration trained practitioner. This podcast focuses on bringing you the highest quality information from top individuals in the health and wellness fields across the country and across the globe. Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast was originally established to help people become their own best advocate for their own health. The main goal of this podcast is to bring you actionable tips to restore your own health and wellness or to optimize your health. Every episode done has a deep purpose to bring forth intelligent humans and help spread their knowledge to the general public. I want to thank you all so much for supporting and listening year after year. For the latest information about the podcast, you can follow on Instagram at MoveYourBB. And starting in 2023, I'll be posting these episodes on YouTube, and the YouTube handle is also at MoveYourBB. Now it's time to welcome the guest. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast. I'm very excited to have Scott Kennedy on our show today. And I guess let's just start off, Scott, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get right into it. Sure. So I own and run Light Path LED. So we do home use red light therapy devices. I also have or recently had a wellness center as well. So I would see clients and we would do not just light, but infrared sauna, vibration play, laser as well. So this has been, you know, my area of expertise for the last you know, probably five or six years. Amazing. That's amazing. And we were just talking about this before that you're in a nice area in upstate New York, nice and quiet away from Manhattan. That's so nice. Yeah. Our neighbors are cows and corn <laughs> and, and the the Amish will, you know, even in the yeah. wintertime, you'll hear the horse feet clopping oh my gosh. the road. So it's, as you know, it's a completely different world from living in the city or right outside of the city. You know, yeah. I was probably up here for about three weeks before I had my first case of kind of road rage. And I thought to myself, wow, it's been three weeks. This wow. is the place I need to be. Yeah, I know people don't realize when you say New York, that New York is actually a huge state giant. and giant. And people always just think Manhattan, the city, which sure, there's probably like, there's tons of people in the city. The population is mainly there. But when you actually explore the other areas of New York, it's like farmland and absolutely beautiful. And you can have land and have a farm and have animals and be relaxed. <laughs> I mean, there's a, amazing sites, you know, anywhere from, you know, I mean, you go to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Oh. Know, from the top left corner all the way down to the, you know, bottom right of Manhattan and, and Long Island. And it's a gigantic state. You can literally yeah. drive, you know, in certain areas, you can basically drive a, a half an hour without seeing a, you know, a stoplight or yeah. a stop or a building. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. As a native New Yorker myself, I understand. Let's talk a little bit about LightPath. So I found your Instagram and just your product, I was telling you before, through a few people. And I purchased one during Black Friday because you had a great situation for Black Friday. I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this. And I'm kind of like a nomad. So for right now, for me to purchase one was a pretty big deal. But I know a lot of people have been hearing about your red light company and just because it's a bit 
different. I think that you guys have a lot going for you. So why don't you dive into like, what are the differences and what is red light? Let's just start there. Let's do what is red light first. Okay. Basic. Very basic. Red light. Red light, it's a little bit of a misnomer. It's technically, there's a reason why they call it red light because the technical name is photobiomodulation and no one's going to remember that or say yeah. that. But it's obvious because we see red light coming from the device. So it makes yeah. sense. People are going to call it red light therapy, although there's other colors. So what we're doing with light is they found, and this has been researched since the 70s. And there's reason why there's a lot of professional athletic teams. There's Olympic US teams that are using light therapy because it helps recovery. It helps increase blood flow. It helps increase oxygen so they can exert themselves harder when they're performing. They can have less recovery time healing. Yeah. You know, you've got a home run when you've got these professional teams yeah. using it because they're not just going to, you know, they're not going to waste their athletes times with some woo woo stuff that isn't scientifically proven. So right. All we've really done is taken specific wavelengths of light. You know, we look around, we've got light everywhere. So we go back to school. We remember going through the visible spectrum of light. Roy G. Biv. Yeah. So red, orange, yellow on down. Yeah. What they found is that specific wavelengths in the red and then specific wavelengths in the near infrared, which is just beyond our visible spectrum but you know if you wore goggles you could see it or if you got an old phone you can see it as well but those specific wavelengths of light enter our body think about it like photosynthesis with plants they actually are absorbed into the cells into the mitochondria which again back to high school the powerhouse of the cell mm -hmm. yeah that then basically i mean there's a whole process but it basically kickstarts the mitochondria to produce more atp which is the energy that is 90% of our daily energy. We actually turn over our body weight in ATP every single day. So ATP is what we need for our brain to think, for our eyes to see, for our muscles to flex, for our lungs to expand, for our heart to, to beat. Without it, we're dead. So what, what they found is that mitochondria, that's the big thing, is that so many of our dysfunctions, disorders, diseases, we always talk about inflammation. Of course, go a step deeper, it's mitochondrial dysfunction, which to the great majority, we all have to some degree because we live in a world of stress, toxicity, toxicity a sedentary lifestyle, poor diet, not clean water, stress, all these other things that you know build and accumulate over time. And we're starting to look towards, you know, certain things, whether it's supplements or biohacking kind of technologies that can help better our health and trying to avoid as much as we can, the kind of the Western medicine of, you know, popping pills to kind of, you know, cover up whatever ailments we've got. So the light can come at us in certain ways. We can have a panel, which is a rectangular square hard device with bulbs that shine light towards our body. We can have a pad, which is flexible, kind of like a heat pad, and we can put it and wrap it over a certain specific area. We've got little, small, little like flashlight torches that you can put to use for meridian points that work very similar to dry needling. You can have caps that you can wear for either 
brain type issues or for, you know, hair loss. So there's all kinds of devices out there. What we try to focus with at LightPath is one, keeping up with the science and making sure that anything that we do with our devices is going to be backed by the science. And as science changes, we change. And then more importantly is just the customer support is the fact that you've got someone that you can actually call or you got a Facebook group that you can ask questions. Because the last thing you want to do is spend a ton of money on something that you're either not going to use correctly, or you're just going to get so confused with it, you're just going to stick it in the corner and it's going to be an expensive dust collector. Yeah. And there, yeah, I agree with that. Like that, if you're not seeing those benefits, then you need to ask some questions and figure out how to use it the best way for you. And you you definitely don't want it to be collecting dust in a corner because that would be a very expensive dust collector. <laughs> and we all have those. We all have yeah. things that at the time we thought, okay, this is really going to help me out. What you know, whether it was for health related or just completely something else. And then you look back and you're like, gosh, I wish I didn't spend that money. Yeah, true. So I recently purchased one and I'll talk about my experience here. And I had used one a couple of years ago in the past that wasn't light path LED. And I didn't really feel any changes. And I think I had actually talked to my friend Freddie about it. And he was like, no, you got to get one that's pulsed. You got to get the pulsed and you got to get the near infrared light. So can you dive into what the difference is between... I guess what near infrared light is and then the pulse because there's a lot of settings on this machine i don't even know what they all do but i've read through the little manual there's different things you can set it to and that's where you'll see the benefits if you know how to use it ultimately yeah so most devices will incorporate both red light and near infrared the real difference between the two there's you know more in-depth differences but really the red is a little bit more superficial the red is perfectly good for skin and just underlying because it gets really absorbed into the blood. So it's not going to get much beyond the capillary bed where the near infrared isn't as absorbed by a hemoglobin. So it'll pass deeper into the body. So the near infrared is good for bones, for joints, for brain, for organs, for lymphatic. But the combination of the two is really good. So we're getting, you know, this far with the red, we're getting this far you know, with the near infrared. So you'll see most devices will carry both of those. The key, and what we've got a a pretty good amount of decent research more recently is pulsing. Mm -hmm. Pulsing is simply the on and off of the light, but it's very specific. So it could be, you know, 2.5 hertz or 2.5 times a second, all the way up to 10,000 times per second. And what they found with research is that it gives a greater benefit above non-pulsing or what you'd call continuous wave. They're still kind of working out the reasons behind why they're getting better results. But in general, it's helping to open up the water sheath around the cell wall to make it more permeable so more nutrients, particularly calcium, can get into the cells and feed the mitochondria to produce more ATP. There's also a benefit with the resonance. So like brain entrainment. So we know they've studied this with sound as well, where like some like 40 Hertz, 40 times per second is very beneficial for any kind of whether preventative or cognitive impairment. So more and more work is being done for people with simply depression, anxiety, all the way up to 
Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, and they're using that, you know, either the 10 pulses per second or 40 because they match with our brain waves, whether it's our gamma or our alpha. Very interesting. And, you know, sometimes you can feel and see the pulsing on the machine. It just depends on the hertz, right? So can you tell me and our audience just the differences between that? Because I noticed when I'm at, I think, 1.0 or 10, the lowest one, I can really see that. And when I'm much higher in the hertz, you don't see it. But I, I know it's still occurring. Right. So it's right about 80 is when our eyes cannot detect it because it's going so fast. So it's like a movie reel. It's a bunch of individual pictures, but they're going so fast that it just looks like it's live. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the light. It feels continuous, but it's actually not. It's still pulsing. It's still pulsing. Mm -hmm. And you can use the different settings. Like I've talked to you about this. You can use one specific setting in the morning and a different setting at night, which is what I've been doing. But I guess you can go a little deeper into that, like how you can use the settings to really hit what you need to make it person specific. Right. I like to use 40 in the morning. That's And for a lot of people like me, I probably only use it in the morning. That's about it. That's interesting. 15 minutes on my front, 15 minutes on my back. I'll combine it with I'll do some Wim Hof breath work at the same time. You know, two birds, one stone. So nice. But I, I really like the 40. It's good for inflammation. It's good for brain health as well. But yeah, there's other types of pulsing that they've either through research or through, you know, anecdotal from people that have been doing this stuff in a wellness center for 20, 30 years that use these different kinds of pulses to say, okay, well, you know, 294 has been shown both with research to be very healthy for the eyes. 587, really good for increasing lymphatic flow. 469A is really good for pain because it helps to block the C-pain fibers. So yeah, each one is a little bit different, but I I try to simplify it because there's no really, there's no bad pulse. Every one of them is going to be beneficial. We just want to tweak it to find the right one. So if someone is dealing with sleep issues or anxiety, I'll have them pulse it at 10 or maybe even manually put in something like seven or eight. And that has been shown research-wise on the stomach area, interestingly enough, to reduce anxiety, depression. That's so interesting. And I was doing 10 for a while, but it is kind of hard to sit forward facing with the 10, I think. It's a bit psychedelic. It's kind of a cool experience if you're like doing meditation, because like... For me, I'm forcing myself to do it for like 20 minutes in the morning. So I split it in half and 10, eight to 10 of those minutes, I'm trying to meditate. And it's Mm -hmm. been a difference in routine for me to do that for the last couple of months. And I think it's been really great. I don't always meditate, but I'm trying. But I think just giving yourself that time in the morning. But yeah, talk about that 10 and why it's like really like that. Because it comes with goggles. So I guess you can use the goggles. We'll talk about eyes with it too. But yeah, yeah talk about that 10 setting. Because I know it's something that I kind of struggle to use a little bit. Yeah. Well, to, I'll be honest. For It took me about, for me, that pulsing for the first two months was really annoying. Because mm-hmm. even with your eyes closed. You still feel it and oh, see it. You still want it closed. Uh-huh. I mean, it's now almost I'm- like EMDR. Like there's the music going back and forth. And yes, you can kind of, right. your eyes are moving. It feels like that. Yeah. 
But I've had other people that right out of the gate they're using, they're like, wow, I find that pulsing so relaxing. Interesting. And so everyone is a little different. So I tell people, you know what, if it's, you know, pulsing for the great majority of people, it's totally fine. Some people are annoyed by it like I was. And some people can actually, you know, have certain issues because if they have, say, some people can get migraines from flashing of light. Like if you went into like an old warehouse and they're all flickering above and that if yeah. that get, get you any kind of nauseous feeling, whatever, then I say, okay, either wear the goggles, don't do the pulsing or do it at a higher pulsing where it's not that obvious flashing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But something about 10, I was, I was looking into that and there was something interesting about 10 specifically how it had a little bit of a different reaction you know, everything's just transferred information. So the eyes are just taking in the information to the retinas. They're turning into an electrical signal that gets sent to the brain. But there was something interesting about 10 that caused that little bit of that kind of a psychedelic type type feeling. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, when I do 10, I, I get that. It's a just a completely different feel from the other pulse rates. I do like 40 because I do feel like that feels really nice. We learn about this with what I study. It's like an interoception. You know what you're feeling, but you might not be able to like verbalize it. And there's something about red light that I feel, but I can't always put into words what I feel. I want to talk about with eyes. So people don't always know, can we look at the red light? Can we not look at the red light? What's the deal? It comes or is it not great for our eyes? Is it really good for our eyes? I get that question when I posted about it. Yeah, really good for the eyes. So again, we got to look back at, okay, inflammation. Most things, age-related macular degeneration, they're using light for successfully now. Glaucoma, there's an inflammatory component to both of those. Go a deeper level. It's a mitochondrial dysfunction. The eyes use the most energy of any cells in the body. So it has the most mitochondria per cell. It's using the most energy in our body. So it needs to literally be fed more than every other cell, you know, close seconds are brain nerve muscle. So we put in the goggles for those people who are overly sensitive, maybe you just had cataract surgery and they recommend, you know, wearing sunglasses outside for the next year. The light may just be too bright for you at that time. Other people just may be sensitive. Maybe they're taking antibiotic or some other types of medication that might make them a little bit more photosensitive. And so that's, you know, you can wear goggles. You could just wear your, you know, when you go to bed, you got your sleep mask. Yeah. Perfectly good. But it's just a matter of the brightness. That's really it. It's no different than if you're walking out in sunlight and your reaction is not going to be to go and stare, stare at, the at the sun, sun. when it's super bright. You're going to know better to turn your head to the side or yeah. close your eyes. It's the same thing with light. But I tell people, just keep your eyes closed because it is bright. The light's going to perfectly pass through the eyelids. And it's going to have a, not only does it have a healing benefit for the eyes, but again, that's information. The eyes are really the only two parts of the brain that actually stick out through the skull. I was just going to say that. Right. It's actually, it's your brain and people don't right. think about it like that. And I do a lot of stuff with vision, but people don't realize like that's your insider way to hack your brain. So that's kind of really great information to know that if you do red light, close your eyes, you don't have that sensitivity, like maybe discomfort, but you're still getting the positive benefits of the red light going in your skull into your brain. 
Right. Oh, that's right. awesome. I mean, think about it. Although light can pass through the head, through the skull, it's only a small amount. But interestingly enough, that small amount is enough to make real-time changes deep into the brain. But a lot of the light that we get is going to be through more openings, through either through the sinuses, through the eyes, up through the nasal cavities as well. So yeah, we can just close our eyes. Absolutely do that. And how does it work with clothes? So what is it recommended to do? And I'll tell you what I do because I don't do it with clothes. I'm, yeah, I'm naked. And I think it's very refreshing to do it like that. And I don't know for our audience, like the size of these, I mean, I'm short, but the size of these machines are pretty big. They will cover a large surface area. And I know there's a specific beam angle. And actually that was one reason I decided on LightPath was that you have a different beam angle than some of the other companies. You have a better beam angle, which is what Freddie had told me. And we can talk about beam angle as well. But yeah, does it go through clothes if you do have clothes on or not? Minimal. Minimal. It depends on the clothing. Like if you just had a thin white cotton t-shirt, you know, maybe half of the light would get through it. it. But if you had like what you're wearing now or what I'm wearing, no, nothing, nothing would get through that. So yeah, you just disrobe whatever you're working on. And I mean, you have different things that you can actually hold the machine up with too. So you could mount it and be higher. I have the floor stand so I can easily move it around. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways. So I guess let's talk a little bit about beam angle and why that can matter too when deciding on which machine to purchase. Yeah. So when we talk about beam angle, it's just like a flashlight. When you turn on a flashlight, it starts off at the end point where the light flashes yeah. through, and it obviously covers a greater area. So for a flashlight, you may want something that is wide, has a wide beam angle, covers a bigger area, or you may want something with a smaller beam angle that's more focused and it's going to be brighter in that area. So that energy is all going to be going to that spot as opposed to that energy being diffused and not having as much power. So if I've got the panel in front of me and say it's 12 inches wide and say from shoulder to shoulder, I'm about 18 inches wide. I don't want it to be zero degree beam angle because I'm only hitting right about here. Yeah. I also don't want 90 degree beam angle because it's, I got to move to, it's getting (laughs) a big area and you're going to end up losing a ton of that energy on the sides of you or and above you. So I do 30 degrees and it's all a matter of cost. You Mm -hmm. know, so every time you want to improve on something, it's simply going to cost you more money. But it's again, it's about getting what is going to be the best thing for the client. So a 30 degree beam angle is going to come out and it's going to cover me just right. Yeah, that was a big selling point for me because all the other, most of the other machines are 90. They're all 60 or 90. Yeah, 60 or 90. Yeah. And I didn't see any others that were 30. And I also really liked, honestly, that you're a small company and that it was so easy. I could just ask you a question on Instagram and you got back to me. I was like, wow, this is really cool. So let's change the topic just a little bit. How did you get into this? And like, how did this happen for you? So I was a dental technician in the military. Wow. When I got out, I went to school for dental hygiene, did that for a number of years. I've struggled with a lot of, you know, back, neck, wrist, typical hygiene type issues. So I got into doing a bit of teaching, a bit of sales, and I was working with a dental laser company. So that's really how I got my start was with lasers. And now this was a giant laser that would actually cut teeth instead of a drill. Wow. 
it would cut soft tissue instead of a scalpel. So it was much more gentle to the body. So I tell everyone, find a dentist that truly has a good laser, particularly if you've got kids, because a lot of times you don't need to numb them up. But so that same laser, if I took it and you know stuck it right here, it would burn a hole through my cheek. Oh my gosh, this is a but serious I, laser. Oh, serious, yes. But if I pulled it away, dispersed the energy over this area, then we had great results with people with TMJ issues. Wow, that's really interesting. Same thing with intraoral. If we're doing an extraction, one, we could use the laser to cut around the tooth, remove the tooth, and then we could treat the socket area. And the post-op pain was significantly less with the laser. Recovery time was probably shortened by 50%. So people healed a lot quicker, a lot better with it as well. And then we had a, a handful of dentists who really thought outside the box. And so they would treat you know, a herpetic lesion. They would treat their father who had shingles. They would treat their kid who was sick. They treat just, you know, the lymph node areas or a kid with a sprained ankle. Or I had one doctor treated his wife who had appendicitis before they went to the hospital, treated it, went to the hospital. And then they, you know, they still took it out, of course, but yeah. it was a dramatically decreased inflammation in the area. So that got me interested wow. in learning more and more about that. And you know, there's no like school for red light. So it's a lot of, it's finding mentors, finding the people that have been doing this for a long time and taking their courses. It's delving into, you know, the thousands of research articles and learning what the science says on it. So it was, you know, just diving. I mean, it's the deepest dive I've ever yeah. been in. And I'm still diving now because I'm constantly learning all the time. But so that's how I got my start. And then I started up the wellness center where I had the clients come in. And then shortly after that, thankfully, I started the home use devices because that was just a little bit prior to COVID where the wellness center was shut down. But a lot of people at that time were, you know, they weren't going to gyms, they weren't going to their health centers. And they're like, I want to start taking care, better care of myself now that I'm stuck at home. So you, you did see a lot of people getting more involved in uh, certain types of devices that, you know, they could have at home and help their health. It's amazing. That's a really interesting story, actually. So I, I worked in athletic training rooms. So when you were talking about all those pro athletes before, it really made a lot of sense to me. And we use laser therapy and there's a, well, we used to, I don't do that anymore. I'm sure they still use it, but it came with a little bit of a red light in the laser and I would, and there's a like a ball underneath it and you can kind of move it around. So it's almost similar in some ways. I mean, that was about five, six years ago. I'm sure they have even more updated devices now, but I yeah. kind of wonder if that's similar to what we're like, what you're doing here with light path. LED to see if there's similarities with that. But I haven't even thought about that. But as you were talking about this laser into the job, I was just thinking, wow, we used to laser ankles all the time and we used to do this stuff. And Same that's thing. athletes used to say that they like that the most too. They much rather get laser than any of the other modalities. And I'm very bare boned. I don't even believe in doing like any modalities anymore just for things like that. But I do think that like red light has a huge benefit in this world, especially if you have like an inflamed situation, like you roll an ankle, something like this. I think that getting that acute phase under control is really interesting. Yeah. So this is pretty new for you. You've only been doing this really since 2020. 
like this company specifically? Well, like 2018 was when I started up the wellness center. And then it was probably towards the end of 2018 when I started with the home use devices. And, the, and it was small when I first started. It was, you know, the great, it was 90% my wellness center, 10% the home use devices. And then with COVID, that just kind of flipped everything. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Cause you're, it's becoming a very well known name. And so, congrats on that. Cause that's, well, thanks. Big. It's been all we do. Our total budget for last year on marketing was like a big zero. So, wow. you know, you're not going to see us on, you know, Google ads or Facebook sure. ads or things. You're not going to see us with professional athletes promoting us. So it's really all been word of mouth. I think that's the best. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, congrats on that. Cause that's not that long that you've been doing this and, or with the company and it's very successful. And I know that because I know a lot of other people that talk about it and, you know, have compared different red lights and really like yours. It's just so interesting. I, I kind of wonder how you even got into like making a red light device. Like that is, that's difficult. <laughs> well, here's how it goes is, you know, I spent a lot of time researching companies because there's plenty of manufacturers. It's like It's not like you can go and say, hey, I'm just going to build a big warehouse. I'm going to get all these components. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, you just couldn't possibly do that without millions and millions of dollars. So what you do is you find people that manufacture these already and you say, hey, okay, I want to see what you've got already. Is it strong? Is it durable? Is it, you know, can I work with you good? And then I've got to say to them, you know, I'm not an engineer. So I go, okay, here's the wavelengths that I really like. I need it to be this kind of power. I need to have this kind of a beam angle. I need the decibels, you know, the sound, like the fans to be low enough. I need the EMFs to be low enough. I need That was big. I, yeah. So I needed to go on this stand or that. So there's a lot of questions I threw at them. And I may get no's, you know, there's some things that maybe they just can't do. I, I'm sure. just you know, throwing it out. Hey, is it even possible? But, you know, you get enough yeses that you can really fine tune a device to fit, you know, the size that you want, the wavelengths, the power, the pulsing was the big one, finding someone that could do the pulsing because we were the first company that put pulsing in a panel. And so... Then it's just a matter of constantly and having a manufacturer that can deal with the fact that I'm constantly tweaking my devices. So if I get enough research in on a specific wavelength, I may go, okay, let's switch. So let's change everything out and let's go with this particular wavelength as opposed to this one, or let's change this or let's change that. So they've got to be able to deal with the annoyance of every month or two, me saying, for this next round, let's tweak it a little bit. That's amazing. I love that. Because yeah, there's definitely different things that you'll get with different companies. The one I had used like a couple of years ago, it was a friend's, it had very high EMF. And even if you don't feel that, your body knows it. So I know that yours is low EMF and I appreciate that about yours. But yeah, this was so awesome. Thank you so much. I have two more questions for you. This was like filled with such great information. And we've never had anybody on to talk about this. So this is a great topic that people don't always know about. And I th just want to help spread it. How can people find you is the first question. And then I have one more fun question. Okay, so Light Path LED 
com. So that's light, L-I-G-H-T-P-A-T-H-L-E-D.com. And then if you wanted to join the Facebook group, it's just simply search red light therapy for beginners. Oh, cool. And I'll link all that. And so we have, you know, I mean, we've got about 11,000 members. You know, a lot of people are, you know, they want to come in, they're curious. They're like, hey, will light help with this particular issue? They get their answer and then they, you know, they probably get their light. And that's, you know, and honestly, the great majority of the people in my group are not users of my devices. They come from other companies, whether it's Juve or Platinum or whatever else. Yeah. Um, but everyone's invited to come in and ask their questions and whether I'm answering and helping them out or if, you know, someone else with personal experience can say, yes, I did use this for plantar fasciitis or fibromyalgia and here's my results. So it's a really good group of people that ask good questions, get good answers, and there's no there's no know-it-alls, which is good. That's really important. And yeah, it's kind of hard to know because there's so many different devices out there. So it's hard to know, right? Like when a market is become saturated, how do you know which one's yeah. great? You have to really do your research and look deeply at it. And then you have to kind of trust yourself. And then when you get your purchase, you you know try it out and see what you feel. But there are a couple of things on LightPath that when I was doing my research, which I did for a while... I just realized that Lightpath LED has some different things compared to some of the other brands, like we talked about in this episode. Beam angle, does the different amount of hertz and the different pulsing things that you have available. And then on top of it, I said low EMF too. So yeah. And also affordability too, because some of these can be very expensive. So you could always like look at all your different options. But I think that what you're doing is really, really great. Now I have one more fun question for you. So you're in upstate New York. It's cold there right now. But what do you do to move your brain and move your body? It could be something you do every day. It doesn't have to be every day. Well, it's funny because I'm you probably don't see it, but I'm shivering a little bit right now because I just started doing cold plunges. Oh my gosh. So I, I've got a tub out back and I had to pull about three inches of ice in one big cube out and I did about four minutes of it. Wow. That's good. Four uh, minutes in one shot. Oh, it's horrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. I hate it, but it's invigorating, I guess. But I can come back in and I can sit in front of my pellet stove and warm up. My so, gosh. but otherwise, you know, I mean, it's, it can be a little bit tough. It gets dark quick. Yeah. It can be depressing. I tell people, you know, find Try to find something outdoors, whether that's, you know, you can go skiing, you can go snowmobiling, you can do some cross-country skiing, you don't mind doing some hiking, but you got to find something to do outside and still try to get some sunlight in whenever you can, wherever you can. There's a reason why up in these northern climates, a lot of people rely on alcohol and drugs during the wintertime because there's so much depression issues because we're not getting out there, we're not being active, we're not getting our sunlight, we're not getting our red light therapy. And we're not getting our other, what I would call kind of hormesis type activity, which is all about strengthening our mitochondria. So it's tough. And you know what? If I can try to get in a couple 
you know, work-related trips that just happen to be in Florida or down in Austin or in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm I'm going to do that come, you know, January, February for sure. Yeah, no, I, I can understand. I can relate. The one good thing, the positive news about this is that next year, there's no more daily, daylight savings time on the East Coast. It's so good. I know. And it's going to be really, really helpful for people that struggle with this issue with the time and just having that depression because I've seen it with my friends and my family, just how, I mean, the sun sets at like 4.15 in New yeah. York. And yeah. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Yeah, and it's, it's just the whole time. Yeah, you can go outside, go on a walk, hike, and it really is very different for the nervous system. And you can only do what you can in that environment. But yeah, and I tell people, take a vacation. You know, and I have no problem saying that, you know, come winter time, I suffer. So it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And a lot of times it takes a while be before it kicks in and you go, oh shit, this is why. Yeah. You know, it's easy. We have a natural instinct that if we're down in the dumps or we have a lot of anxiety, that we try to point fingers is like, oh, this is the problem. Oh, I just got to fix this. I just got to do this. When so much of it is just to a large degree, just biologic. It's just the way the body works when mm -hmm. it doesn't have all the things around. So I try to force myself, you know, I have to force myself to get into freezing cold water yeah. when it's 18 degrees outside. I have to force myself to do certain things. I have to force myself to put on a, a YouTube exercise workout. You know, I had to force myself yeah. to do my, you know, my 30 to 40 push-ups a day. I have to force myself to do a lot of these things. But if I can get up in the morning, get a lot of these things done early, then that helps to set the stage for the rest of my day. And, I get that. <laughs> and hey, for all of us out there, all we want to do is just take the edge off. Yeah. We're not we're not expecting miracles. We're not expecting that we're going to have a joyful rest of the day. We just want to take a little bit of the edge off and be able to, you know, work through the day, get our stuff done and have just some peace. If you can have some peace yeah. through the day, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a perfect way to end because this was such a great podcast and ultimately you're right that it, we just need to give ourselves that homeostasis, whether it means getting into a cold tub or going on a walk or seeing the sunshine or getting in front of a red light. So there's a lot of different modalities to get to that same result, but it's always better when you use a few of them. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is like, you know, you don't have to break the bank on the stuff. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that I tell people just doing breath holding can be really Huge. beneficial. You know, doing your meditation. I'm not big on meditation because I just can't get myself to that point yet, but that's the goal for me. You know, yeah. so for now, it's the breath work, it's the breath holding. It can be intermittent fasting for some people. It can be simply taking a, you know, ending your shower with three minutes on cold. You know, you don't have to necessarily get a tub. Yeah. You know, other things that I like to do is, you know, infrared sauna is great. You may yeah. be able to find a gym close by that has infrared sauna and may have red light therapy, although I'm not a big fan of a lot of things that they use there. But hey, if it's free and you can go there, get a workout in, get your sauna, get your light, awesome. and, and you can save a lot of money, then go that route. You don't have to break the bank to be healthy. I agree with you 100%. It's just about what you can find and how open you are to finding it. Right. But thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You're welcome. Right. This is great excited to get this out. So thank you. Yeah. 
And I'm sure what we can do is also for people listening is put a like a 10% discount with Perfect. promo code that you can put on there Perfect. and that just make life a little bit easier for them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll chat about that. And that sounds great. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Move Your Brain, Move Your Body podcast. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at MoveYourBB. Please share with your friends. The best way to get this knowledge out there is for you guys to share this information. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. Check in next week for another episode.